0: The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical, paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANHORE. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Beducated.com, a platform where you can take first-class online trainings ranging from penis massage to female orgasm. Use the promo code MANHORE to get twenty percent off any of their courses at beducated.com. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manhor Podcast. <laughs> Shout out to all the homeless hobos who break into people's cars to steal podcasting equipment and gym clothes so they can start their new uh, homeless fitness hybrid brand. Fuck you. This is Billy Procedo and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. We'll get to that story in a little bit. Uh, What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to the uh, sex positive podcast hosted by a comedian. That's not a comedy show. I'm uh, I'm actually recording to you right now from my wonderful studio, my Toyota Camry in a uh, gas station parking lot somewhere in Arizona. Uh, this week on the pod, I have got on a uh, porn star, and hey, past past hookup of mine, we can counter as one of those two. Get back to you know, dig into the origins of this podcast. <laughs> Go back to asking that old question: Why won't you fuck me anymore? <laughs> Alexis Allure, everybody, is on the show. My dear friend, Alexis Allure. Very excited to bring her uh, to your ear holes in a little bit. But first, big announcement, everybody. Big announcement. Many of y'all have been uh, asking me for a particular piece of information for for weeks now at this point. Um, and I, I can finally now share it with you all now that I've made a decision. Man Whore Con dates, everybody. Oh, yeah. ManwhoreCon 2020. Yeah, we'll probably have some sort of election theme to it, I'm I'm sure. Um, (laughs) uh, Our fourth annual whorehead meetup in New York City is going to be taking place August 28th to August 30th. So save the dates, people. Um, they, technically, I think we'll probably have some sort of uh, semi unofficial gathering, uh, the night before on August 27th, if you want to make like a nice long stay of it. So there you go. Those are the dates. That's all the information I have for you right now. August 28th to 30th in New York city is, uh, is our next man, I will be telling y'all oh, so much more about man, uh, soon, but not today. And I will have a date when weekend passes are available soon. But for now, I want you all to at least be able to start saving the dates, looking at flights, uh, taking a look at what paid time off of work you got. And I look forward to seeing you all out here later this year. In the more immediate future, I got a few show dates, everybody. Uh, February 20th, back in New York City, uh, I am doing some sort of strip comedy show. Hosted by Alicia Hush. I have to tell jokes and take my clothes off on stage. So you should come to that. I mistakenly last week said it was at uh, Friends and Lovers. The venue is called Easy Lover. February 20th, Easy Lover in Brooklyn, 8 p.m. Then February 26th at the People's Improv Theater. I'm doing the 6 p.m. show. Doing some stand-up down there. And Grand Rapids, Michigan. I am performing at Laugh Fest. Oh, yeah. Grand Rapids, Michigan, Uh, March 10th, I'm at Creation Brewery and March 12th, Dr. Grins. How's the road trip going? Oh, you know, I was so excited to give you a big, bright update on the road trip. And then some (laughs) super negative shit happened. If you've been following me on Twitter and Instagram, you're very much up to date. And maybe next week when I'm finally back in New York, I'll, I'll do a road trip recap. But let me tell you what happened. Uh, Monday in the afternoon, I went to go work at a coffee shop in what looked like a fine neighborhood of San Francisco. What I uh, would come to learn is there's no such thing as a fine neighborhood in San Francisco. It's apparently all a shithole. I go to work, the coffee shop, working for you. I was editing this week's show with Alexis. And then I got back to my car and my uh, one of my windows is smashed in. And uh, they stole a not clearly... One... Doesn't matter that it's clearly visible, but it wasn't clearly visible. But they took my uh my H6N zoom audio recorder, which uh for those of y'all who aren't podcasting nerds, it's uh it's what I use to make this podcast. Luckily, I had my H4N zoom in my book bag with me at the time, uh, which is what I'm recording on right now. It's what I've been recording on for years, but it's like old and low out of date. The H6 was my my new toy. They stole that. Uh, They also stole this like paper bag that had a couple books in it that my girlfriend left with me. So they stole some of her books. And uh, most savagely, they also stole my gym bag. Which I'm assuming is what attracted them, because I thought it was just a gym bag with dirty clothes in it. And they probably were like, oh, there's someone's bag. Maybe there's a laptop in it. And then maybe as they were reaching back out, they saw the zoom. I don't know which sucked because like amidst all the stuff that was happening I couldn't even go work out to feel to try to make myself feel better or distract myself I just had, I just had to sit in my out of shapeness I had to like all the carbs I used to cope with the break in and the robbery just sat with me cuz I didn't have my gym clothes and so I'm, I'm I've never had my car broken into like this before and I'm just like I don't even know what to do. I call 911. They're like, yeah, this happens all the time. We're going to connect you with 311. And then 311's like, I mean, did you see it happen? No. Are there cameras? No. Well, even if there were, it wouldn't matter. Is, is there anything lying around that they used to break into the car? Maybe we could get fingerprints that we'll ignore. No. Ah, uh, Sorry, buddy. Call your insurance company. Welcome to San Fran. Call my insurance company. I have to work things out. It's going to be two fifty dollars deductible to replace the the window. None of the contents are, are covered by insurance. For those of you asking, thanks for asking. I know you were asking because you're very nice people. You know who are not nice people? San Franciscans. Very liberal, very progressive, very politically correct. Very ready to yell at you on Twitter. You know what they're not ready to do? A goddamn thing in the real world to help you. I just, because it's not super dark yet, you know, the the sun's starting to go down and people just walking by, just walking by, observing almost like I was some sort of fucked up local attraction. Oh, look, someone got broken into, huh? We're just going to observe that. We're just going to walk by. We're going to notice you and we're going to do nothing. Yep. uh, Wow. That is a broken in car over there. And uh, what fancy place should we eat at tonight? Uh, it, I'm sure that gentleman's going to be fine because this is San Francisco where if someone breaks your window, you could just buy a new car. Oh, he can't buy a new car. Yeah. Oh, that is just a Toyota Camry. Huh? I wonder what poor people do to fix a window. Huh, I have no idea, honey, but let's just notice and keep walking. I finally, I being the, the brilliant genius that I am, I had duct tape with me. So I'm, I'm starting to, at least, I just need to close this fucking thing and get to my sister's place and figure shit out so i started duct taping the window closed then this woman just like walks up to me while i clearly look distraught walks up to me and i think oh man somebody wants to wants to at least just be nice for half a second and she walks up to me and says like what did you leave in your car i was like fuck you for asking how short my skirt was what the fuck lady I just start duct taping the window closed and again people just walking by noticing and I was like fuck this city I mean not it's not like people are obligated to come help me out but you know what that's the difference there's a difference between San Francisco and New York I've lived in New York 12 years I like to call myself a New Yorker New Yorkers are fucking awesome people now we don't have time for your bullshit if you're walking too slow on the sidewalk we're not gonna be very friendly you know if you're an inconvenience to me fuck off but in general, New Yorkers are nice people. You, you can't understand your subway map. We'll help you out. New Yorkers, you know what would happen if I was standing outside my car around 5 p.m. with my window smashed in? New Yorkers would swarm over and just be like, yo, what happened? Who do we got to beat up? They'd come at you with concerned questions like, did you see who did it? Are there any cameras around? Can we form a search party? What can we do to help you? at a bare minimum, if you're duct taping a car window by yourself, someone's going to come up to you and be like, Hey, do you need any help? Man? Hey, can I hold that? That's the, that looks like it's difficult. Let me hold that for you. I don't know. It's something about New York city. Like people always say like, New York city is like not a nice place. It's, it's not that we're not nice. We're, we're impatient because we got a lot of shit to do. And if you make us miss our train, I'm going to strangle you. However, if you need help, if you look like you need assistance, new Yorkers are fucking there for you. I don't know if that look, I I haven't been here for decades, but and I so I don't know if this is just like a post 9/11 thing or what, but there's like a sense of community amongst new Yorkers. Literally right before I left on this road trip, there's a sense of community amongst new Yorkers. That I feel like in San Francisco it's like how quickly can I get to my very expensive apartment where I don't have to see the poor folk. Ah. So yeah, that just all fucking sucked. Um but silver lining is um I, I did share that on Twitter and Instagram and some of y'all fan whores really fucking showed up for me. So I want to say big fucking thank you to all of you who um who sent me money. I, I woke up the next morning and I got I I, ha, I ended up getting about 75% of what it's gonna cost for me to replace the window and the recorder and my gym clothes. So, just, you're all fucking awesome. I mean, I think y'all individually. And I just want to say again on the show, thank you so much. Um, I got some new Patreon pledges to that night, which I, I think might have been tied to it. So, just all of y'all who tried to throw me even 10 bucks, that was a huge fucking help. You have no idea. Um, to have that happen on the other side of the country from where you live was just uh, terrifying. So, anyways... Just a little note, everybody. I love, uh, again, your comments, your questions, your feedback, your criticisms, your titty pictures, you know, all the usual stuff. I uh, love getting your emails in my inbox. my favorite thing to wake up to. So if you want to send shoot me a little email, send one on over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank some of the members of my fanhor community on Patreon. All right, let's say, uh, let's see, let's get a big shout out going for. Andrew Nelson Mendez, who he apparently has his own podcast, Recovery of an Anime Junkie. Which sounds kind of cool, sounds kind of fun. Sounds like you, you found the light, sir. I, ho- I hope I've been a part of that recovery. Thanks for being a member. Uh, shout out to Alicia Rapko. Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, who She is apparently into something called microneedling, which uh, looks terrifying. Saw a picture on Instagram where her face was like all bloodied and holed up, but I guess it's good for the skin. I don't know. I'm never going to try it, but you are so brave and so generous. (laughs) Thanks for being a member. And hey, welcome back, Chet Peterson. Hey, Chet. We're happy to have you back in the champagne room and the peep show. We missed you while you were gone. You missed a lot of nudes. A lot of flagpole Fridays, a lot of titty Tuesdays you missed. Get on back in there and catch up. And you too can become a member for as little as $2, which is a steal for a free podcast. Become a member today and gain access to sex-positive discussion groups, private members-only posts, nearly 200 bonus episodes, and so much more. Become a member today at patreon.com slash manwhorepodcast. That's patreon slash man whore podcast just a side note uh because i am an an adult creator uh you can't find me in the app the patreon app you have to actually go on desktop to patreon.com slash man podcast after you become a member you can totally use the app okay uh and now for our guest this week alexis allure Ugh, she's just such a positive bright chipper Uh, gal uh, we we hooked up first time a couple years ago at AVN and then uh, a few times during layovers after that Uh, she's a BBW porn gal been in the game for a minute total hottie and has quite the story Um, we talk about a lot about you know her current relationship which is non-monogamous but then I was uh, shocked to find out what her entry into polyamory was. And, ooh, it wasn't good, people. It was not good at all. But you're going to have fun with her, everybody. Uh, and and you know, don't forget to go watch her porn, too. It, uh, her porn is, some of her porn is available at hotmovies.com. So if you want to try out some of her porn for free, test it out a bit. Go get the free trial at HotMovies with my promo code manhor. And then when you're like, oh, my God, she's so hot. I need to see her with even more. Uh, You go go check out her porn stuff. But for now, let's go have a chit chat with Alexis Allure. You guys were never monogamous.
1: No, we've never been monogamous.
0: I mean, and I mean, when I say monogamous, I mean monogamous outside of work, of course. Correct. Wait, so then why why did we? I didn't even think I was going to ask this question, but why? Why didn't? Why did we stop banging?
1: (laughs) Because um, I thought that was the reason. Think, oh, no, not because we were monogamous. Just because I think I was like um, in my like love uh, feels about only being sexually interested in him outside of work.
0: Uh okay. So you weren't. So it was not like you were banging anybody then. Correct. Okay, I'll take that less personally. <laughs> That's fine. We're learning new things. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. Um, but it is also good to say I'm here right now with Alexis Allure.
1: Hi, I'm so excited.
0: Yes, I'm glad to finally have you on. Um, It's been a bit, you made a little brief appearance like a couple years back. I
1: think I just did a little intro for you.
0: Yeah, you helped me with the intro and then I think uh, uh, you blew me for your Snapchat.
1: Oh yeah, that was fun.
0: (laughs) I was like, tell your friends, I'm a great Snapchat cop. I'm uh, a real (laughs) uh, capable. My fans loved it. Oh, they did?
1: They're very jealous when I suck other dicks. They're like, Oh, I wish that was me. I'm like, Of course you do.
0: Yeah. See, that's what see, I'm a really good like treat me like let's pretend I was one of the fans dick, you know. Ask <laughs> me in that role. Uh, I can do that a lot.
1: Perfect. They're into it. They're into like things that are more kind of like realistic. Uh
0: yeah, that was fun. But so so we met uh we met you you are a porn star. Yeah. And uh we're here on the Sunday at the end of AVN and uh, I you know, I, we actually met a couple years ago at AVN.
1: Yeah, I don't remember whose tweets I like saw uh you, like someone was interacting with you on Twitter who I follow and I was like, "Oh, who is this guy?" and I had followed you for a little while and like twitter flirted
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah the twitter flirts are fun hi everybody my dms are open uh, um yeah no we started talking on dms and then i just like swung by the booth like i was like let's see who this cutie is <laughs> uh i was like uh, she's got a great smile and
1: i was like here's some baked cheetos
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did yeah you were just because i was like i'm so hungry <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that was, fun. So how long, how long have you been in this industry? Remind me.
1: So I always say that it's been about five years, but I counted the other day and it's been like seven.
0: Do you ever get like, do you answer to your real name anymore?
1: Um, I do, but. <laughs> like if
0: someone says it, will you turn your head? Yeah,
1: definitely. Okay.
0: Cause like, it was weird for me. Like, so the, I crashed to your place the other night and the fire alarm went off like in the morning and like, I freaked out. I'm throwing my shoes on and then I'm like. I got to go check on like, I don't know if she's in the room. Wait, it's Alexis. I don't know anymore. But like, let's just go save a person.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Whoever it is. Let's make sure they're good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is that ever weird? Like, do you answer to Alexis in real life when you're just walking around?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you'll, yeah, I do.
0: Okay, so you'll just like answer to both.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. I mean, has it ever What been-
1: weirds me out is when I'm kind of like talking to myself, like if I'm like giving myself a pep talk. And you call
0: yourself Alexis? I will.
1: Some <laughs> It has happened, like where I'm like giving up an inner monologue and I call myself that and it's really funny.
0: It's like, Alexis, we have to take the trash out. Come on.
1: <laughs> Get it together.
0: It's like, no, that's a scarlet duty. And <laughs> it's, <like, laughs> it's like, fuck you. <laughs> that's that's why it was, what was the first time like when somebody recognized you in public.
1: Um, I don't know about the first time, but I do think about it when guys give me, like, a really weird, like, side eye, and then they look at their phone, and then they look at me, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm here, like, hi. I honestly, when people recognize me in public, I'd way rather they just come up and, like, quietly say hello than, like, be a huge
0: creeper about it. I mean, um, they also might just be trying to confirm. That's like,
1: true. No, that's what I'm saying. They'll look at me and look at their phone and look at me and look at their phone like they're looking at my Twitter or something wanna trying You just want to walk up to, to, to them decide. and be like,
0: Hi, yes, that's me. Yes, Uh, (laughs) Please don't look up porn in this Chipotle. Just (laughs) come say hello.
1: The worst possible one was when I was in um, a grocery store with my girlfriend, just like in San Diego trying to get cereal or something. And this guy saw me and then he started pointing at me and was tongue-tied. And he goes, oh, you're uh." I And I was just like, oh my fucking God. I was on the phone with my best friend and I was like, I'm like getting outed in a Trader Joe's right now.
0: <laughs> with, your, with your like vanilla friends who didn't know? No,
1: it was my porn friend, okay. but he didn't know that. Like he didn't know who she was. She was like just a small time, you know, mm. kind of cam girl person. And he really made a scene like people were looking. <sighs> and I was just like, yeah, yeah, I fucking am. <laughs> and then three aisles later, he ran up and stuffed a little scrap of paper in my hand and it was his phone number oh. like you guys that's really exactly what not to do
0: not what to do now it what but let's t- turn this into a, a learning moment oh my god you have pineapple sheets that's so cute uh <laughs> if how the fact that he seemed like quietly came up to just give you the piece of paper that part's okay
1: I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't really want random Uh, fans'
0: numbers, but... No, no, not the number part. Just the act of coming... You don't know what the paper is, but he's just... Like, if he said something that was more appropriate, like, just, hey, didn't want to bother you. Love your work.
1: I guess. He could have... I don't know. Honestly, if people just say, like, hi quietly, that's cool. Okay. Um, Or just not say anything (laughs) if I'm with other people. (laughs) But, I mean, I'm out to my family, so it's not really like an issue i'm never really walking around with someone who like absolutely doesn't know and is gonna be weirded out yeah oh and don't message girls after like on twitter like were you just at this restaurant i was your server it's so creepy oh that's happened to me before too i
0: mean it seems like that happens to everyone in the industry i've talked to just like, i think it's a pretty common occurrence yeah Yeah, but also i think there you know there's some people who are just at you know there are plenty of assholes who have asshole intentions and all that stuff I do think there is a nervous energy that some people have where they just don't know and they're, they they want to be respectful, but they're not sure how to be or what when they don't realize that maybe the answer is just don't do anything.
1: I mean, you can just cash out me $5 later and say like, hey, you're so cute. I saw you at Vaughn's.
0: That's, that's a great suggestion.
1: I love your work. Thanks. Yeah,
0: that's a great way to do it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of guys or like – you know, I, I remember the last couple of years talking about how fans should interact at the conventions. Yeah. And how some of the mistakes people, you know, make are really bad. And some of them seem, like, nervous, just I didn't know, you know, like, almost like an ignorance on how to behave at these things.
1: It happens. Um, One time I was in uh, – I was, like, on a campsite where I was just – like watching other cam stars not like not working myself and I went into this guy's room and I was like oh you're so cute hey I'm another cam girl blah 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 and then like he kicked me out of my out of his room immediately after I was being weird and I was like oh I guess like I kind of understand that perspective of fans who are like nervous and like act like a to weirdo to say hi.
0: Yeah, you just want yeah, to connect.
1: Cuz I've had other guys come into my or girls come into my room and be like, "Oh, I'm a porn star too. Like chat with me for free." Just like guys who are not porn stars trying oh. to get free stuff. And I was like, "Oh, I just acted like a total creep and did the same thing."
0: <laughs> and and I mean, do you find yourself making similar mistakes often or is that No. The, nah.
1: It was like it was like when I first started.
0: Yeah. How, how are and how are things you were saying before you're on an upswing? I know like whenever I see you or or chat with you or, like you know, hit you up with a text or if I'm like in town on a layover, it's like, how's Alexis doing? We're not sure. I don't know what to answer. Is she like, you know, feeling bad about things, she feeling great about things? She's still reading up on that real estate license. I don't know. I want I don't get the newsletter.
1: <laughs> I definitely bought my study material for my real estate license like a year ago and haven't done anything with it. <laughs> but i don't know why,
0: why why did you do that
1: oh um i think that it's a good con- like not exit strategy from porn like i'm gonna immediately quit porn and do something else Um, but i think eventually as porn phases out of my life that real estate might be a great next step for me to make some money and have a job I still enjoy where I can kind of do my own thing
0: a contingency plan if you will yeah is it I mean is the end of porn something that you see at the end of a tunnel right now or are you just thinking about I know there's a tunnel on this highway eventually yeah just kind of
1: eventually like I don't really want to put a number on it like Mm. five years or something like that I'll be sad if there's a day where I'm like, okay, absolutely no more porn, but I mean, I It's like the day you great. realize
0: that Santa doesn't exist. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just like like something core to you just drops.
1: I know. I just don't want to be like sad and elderly and living in Vegas as a washed up like former porn star when
0: <laughs> You don't see yourself you know, doing it no into, you know, being one of those like, you know, actual milf age as opposed to I mean, being we'll a twenty three year old who's busty and therefore a MILF. <laughs> we'll see.
1: I mean, I think that's what's great about owning your own content too, is you can relaunch that on new platforms honestly for so long. Mm-hmm. Like you can just recycle it kind of forever.
0: Yeah. When when did you start seeing like some like uh success in in the porns?
1: Um honestly, right from the beginning, I did have like other day jobs when I first started but I felt like I got a really warm welcome from fans when I was new and I don't know okay okay
0: and it it, do you do the twitter flirts often or
1: (laughs) sometimes okay I was just talking about that with a friend how there's like a fine line between uh flirting enough on twitter to you know have some chemistry with people and hook up with new new people to shoot with and stuff like that but also just not being a creeper or coming off too thirsty yeah
0: because like i'm also you know like when we were interacting i was trying to you know make sure sh- I, I wanted to try it was my first avn i was like i need to be on good behavior <laughs> so i'm like not uninvited or something like that yeah and so i'm like uh like how much is this is like she's interested in how much is this her being uh you know nice and flirty and then i also want to make sure i'm not uh encouraging people to just start hitting on porn stars all over twitter <laughs> just because like i you know i was able to sleep with one or you know i was lucky enough to want to sleep with me uh, i always find myself to be the passive one in <laughs> in most of that but yeah i don't know is that is that something like you think about much
1: mm, i don't know not really i just kind of go with it i think about how other people are behaving like especially like new male talent you oh. know trying to like get out there and trying to make a name for themselves by networking but you know
0: and but ne- don't be
1: too aggressive
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean that, I, I feel like new male talent must be the most um cautious lane to to enter
1: yeah i feel bad for them it's rough um
0: because like new lady talent probably does not get called creepers as often
1: hopefully not <laughs> <laughs> um like this year um Uh, One of the male performers came up to me. He was really new last year. And he was like, thank you so much for giving me a chance. Like, nobody knew who I was and you shot a trade scene with me. So I ended up getting a bunch of different gigs because they saw that I shot with you. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Like, I didn't realize I helped you, like, break through a little bit. But I'm happy to hear it. Yeah,
0: you're an influence. You're a (laughs) veteran in the game. That's what I
1: tell them. I'm like, if you get one girl to, like, shoot a good scene with you and have a good experience and then – she knows like you're legit and can tell other you know other performers then honestly that's one of the best ways to get your foot in the door
0: and when it's with the alexis allure (laughs) you know that lends probably a little more weight than when it's like some you know cam girl in his town i guess so (laughs) i I would imagine yeah i mean how you know how do you Vet or check on new male talent who want to shoot with you. Or, really, I guess honestly, I just ask them
1: for, I just try to look at their body of work and ask them for model references. Like, if they haven't really shot with anyone I know and I can't really see their performance, then I usually kind of wait, you know, and see how it goes for them. Mm -hmm. But
0: are you the type, I've heard some people say that, like, if they find out like the, it's not as legit or they can't see the work. And by the work, I guess you mean, like, does his dick work well? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, or just, like, you know, how he fucks, like, if um, he has, like, too big of a dick for me or if he seems really aggressive, like, I'm just not really into that.
0: Okay, until you've seen that he, like, knew how to use it with someone. Yes, well, I've heard yes. some people go when, they they fail those tests, but it's not like a failure. It's more like i I'm not sure. Yeah, it's some mm-hmm. more of a question mark that they might say. You know what uh, I I don't think a trade is appropriate but you know if you want to pay me this rate and they'll be like you know give me $200 and pay for the camera guy I
1: do that sometimes I'll also usually just book something small with them like a hand job I'll just say like let's do a POV hand job and see how it goes that way you get to meet them and you know it's low risk
0: Do guys take like uh, an offense to that offer
1: No I think they're usually fine with it
0: Yeah they're fine with a hand job. Like, that's sounds great.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're offended that I'm offering you a hand job, like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you want.
0: I love handjobs. You know, they're, uh, they're highly underrated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm that good at them. I think blowjobs I'm a lot better at, but you know, I
0: find you to be good at all things involving my dick. Uh, <laughs> that's the only experience I can speak to. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> when you are new male talent, like what, how, how do you, how should they approach you other than like, just sending, sending me like,
1: like an email would be great. Like, uh, a lot of girls don't even check their DMs on socials, mm-hmm. so an email is great saying who you are, uh, what your experience is, if any, uh, what you would be interested in shooting, and links to your social media. How
0: important is like the language being used, proper grammar, does that matter? Yeah, like- that
1: does matter to me, and honestly, it stresses me out when people just send me like – it makes me feel like they don't care when they don't want to take time to approach me correctly
0: yeah you know because it is a job like it's like you wouldn't send this email in in another job
1: yeah and i think i do tend to keep my email correspondence like pretty professional (laughs) just i don't know kind of out of habit but also you know
0: okay yeah what else is going on with you these days you got the the boyfriend oh yeah (laughs) that's going on for like two years now something like that um like a year 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 and 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 a half okay yeah and how, it's you, going good how'd you meet this one
1: we actually met on tinder hey. so and do you we still, had you
0: still were using tinder
1: i was using tinder yeah
0: and and how how'd that uh how that first date go
1: it was so good like we met on tinder and we had the like least tinder date ever like we went to a sushi place and we ended up talking for like five hours and going to um Porn star karaoke okay. that night. <laughs> I just threw him in the deep end. I was like, if you can't handle porn star karaoke, I'm sorry.
0: Do you put the porn in the Tinder bio? Uh,
1: I don't think I do. Okay. No. Nope. So when do you I just told him like probably before we met, when we were just chatting before we went on the date.
0: Okay. And he re- he seemed to react fine to that.
1: Yeah, he was fine with it. <laughs> All right. I was nervous because it's hard when you're dating, like, a lot of people will say they're fine with it and then Either they're like jealous or they kind of like fetishize it. And so that's kind of both of those things are weird.
0: (laughs) What do you mean by fetishizing that you're in porn?
1: Oh, like they'll kind of treat you as your character. Like, oh, you're so hot. Like, aren't you so horny all the time? Let's do this and that and be crazy and not really like see you as a person. They're just like, oh, I'm dating this porn star. And it's like, well, I'm still like a whole personality and a whole person, you know, separate from that.
0: And having seen both, uh, your, you know, you on camera and off, uh, you are the same giggly, cute bitch that on I think and off that, mic, honestly, on and off camera. I think that's
1: part of. <laughs> I think that's part of, like, what's unique to me and what makes my fans like me is um, that there is, like, a certain amount of my personality that bleeds through into my performances, and I am just kind of, I try to be more genuine, you yeah, know? Yeah. You're <laughs> a pretty
0: authentic soul. Yeah. <laughs> Very giggly. Yeah. <laughs> And and you guys, uh, it, what was any negotiation about, like the relationship model?
1: So he's only been in monogamous relationships before, mm-hmm. and I've only been in polyamorous relationships before. I don't do monogamy, um, and I honestly, I usually really shy away from monogamous boys because I'm just like, this is not going to work out. Yeah, but honestly, it's been really chill, and I think he feels really. Like, being in an open relationship is more, like, relaxed for him, and he appreciates that there's not jealousy on my side as well. So, I don't, like, currently have any other partners. I'm not fully doing the polyamory thing right now, mm-hmm. but we're definitely open, and I don't know. I like it. It works for us.
0: How, what was the conversation to, I guess, have that type of relationship like?
1: I do put in my Tinder bio that I'm polyamorous, so mm-hmm. – um. Like I think we've already talked about it a little, and even though I'm like open to other input, I kind of just let people know like it's a deal breaker for me. Like take it or leave it. I'm so never. You never gonna, had like a sit down like, agree. hey,
0: let's like negotiate our terms. It was really just this is in the bio. You know, he knows. So
1: I mean, we talked about it, but I don't. I don't remember honestly having a super in-depth conversation about it.
0: All right, so he seemed pretty agreeable. Does he partake in the non-monogamy, or is it really more for when you're feeling like it?
1: I don't think he's really hooked up with anyone else since we've been together. That's cute. Um, I've like hooked up with a couple people here and there, but um, I don't know. We've been kind of like descriptively monogamish, which is weird, but I don't know. That's cute, I guess.
0: I think it's very cute. I I like
1: that I'm not restricted. Like, I just have the option, you know, to explore if I want to. But it's not like I have to, you know.
0: Yeah. I hear that type of uh, thing all the time where it's, yeah, we're not monogamous. But, like, I don't use it often. Sometimes because they're like... I don't – like, I know this one couple in Queens where it's like, we just don't have time and we got kids. Yeah. Or, you know, we're going through the kind of love feels and I'm not looking for straight. That was –
1: yeah, for a long time it was definitely like, I didn't even want to have sex otherwise, like, for work or anything. I was over it.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Which is, like, so gross. Do you think that had – because I I feel like you had a little bit more of a, like, I'm not sure – what my future with porn is going to be this like on, you know, sometime in the last two years uh, when we were like hanging in your car and it was like, do you feel like that affected maybe some of that for a period of time? You kind of like, maybe. oh, I love this guy. Maybe I'll be a real estate agent I don't have to do this or...
1: um, No, not really. I feel like uh, I didn't... Honestly, I didn't do a lot of porn this year, like in 2019. Yeah. I feel like I didn't shoot that much, but I don't really feel like it was having to do with my relationship or anything like that
0: yeah but i do i do hear people who like they don't they have it but they don't use it often so what offset like what gets you like since you say it's been so few times do you notice any sort of commonality with like those times that you do use it
1: the times that i have used it it was definitely with people i already knew or who were already like my Friends, I don't know what to call them. My friends that is, I sometimes Alexis. sleep with.
0: I see how it is. <laughs> I, th- I thought I was one of those.
1: No, <laughs> um, you know, like my like people and stuff like that. That's where I grew up. So oh. I visit there a lot. You know, like people I already know. Um, I think it would be fun to meet new people. I just also like don't have time. Mm. Like I don't know when I'm having time to date new people.
0: <laughs> so so fans listening, like don't shoot your shot now. It's like <laughs> s- still pretty damn low. Uh, <laughs> that's really nice. And and what do you see with this? Like, are you a person who would want to be married one day? Do your kids a thing you like? No, in future?
1: definitely not. I'm definitely not having kids ever. <laughs> um, not into it. Just not for me. But um. I don't know. I, yeah, we're really not into marriage either. <laughs> Neither of us are super interested.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what, what, what do you, what's a serious relationship for you? Like, what do you get out of this relationship?
1: Um, I don't know. Just really like being there for each other. And I don't, that's a good question.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like we have like
1: just some stability and some longevity and, I feel like we can definitely have a long-term relationship but um I don't believe in that like monogamous relationship escalator where there's just like those steps to it, like get married, have kids, whatever, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is because I don't like have those values. So I don't really Okay. I, you
0: know. Well, I mean like what what is it about like what is the chemistry between you? Like what attracts you so much to this fellow? What's got what's giving you all the feels?
1: Oh, I don't know. He's just Basically the I'm cutest. Basically I'm saying what do you love about your boyfriend? He's just the cutest. <laughs> Every time I look at him, I like I'm just, like, so disgusting about it. I'm just like, oh, you're so cute. I can't stand it. I I get, like, cute aggression.
0: Oh, cute aggression's fun. <laughs> I like that.
1: I'll just be, like, shoving him, and he's like, do you have cute aggression? I'm like, yes, I just want to slap your face.
0: <laughs> That's the way you show love? Let me just, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, you also do a lot of you do a. would it be fair to say you do a little bit of like work within the BBW porn community or
1: Um, I mean I try to like uh we had b- the third BBW award show this year that was really awesome um during AVN, but I honestly didn't do that much to like help produce that show this year so it was kind of weird being more of a attendee and just kind of showing mm. up but I definitely try to be there for the community and help guide new models especially if they have any questions like I'm super happy to help them out and kind of push them in the right direction.
0: What what do you what are some of the roadblocks to being a BBW performer as opposed to kind of anyone else?
1: Um, I mean, it's just different than being, when I say like mainstream performer, I just mean non-BBW performers, right. <laughs> but uh, it's just a little different than mainstream. There's less paid shoots and definitely more trade happening. Uh, we don't really have like agents or anything like that. There's not that many big production companies that shoot us. Even though this year, um, it is really exciting that bigger companies have been shooting us. I shot for Browsers. Hey! Uh, my, <laughs> my best friend, Eliza Allure, shot for Penthouse and stuff, so... That's been really cool actually.
0: Well, what are some concrete things you think need to ch- not just like, hey, we need to like have more BBW in mainstream porn, but like what are some concrete things the the industry can do to really like start pushing, you know, make a push for body diversity?
1: I don't know. I think um I feel like sometimes there's like a small separation between mainstream and uh like more niche performers like bbws and i think it would be cool to have more integration like everybody has their own category but they're still in the main you know talent pool of performers Mm. so i try to kind of like treat everyone equally and still be friends and network with mainstream stars and seeing more like um shoots with mixed body types is really cool like a straight size girl and a plus size girl um i think that's helpful
0: okay what, what is the networking like? Because it's such a different world. Like, I it's feel like funny. in Hollywood, you're doing the, like, oh, you're in this thing, that thing, that. But, like, I th- feel like a part of it is just, like, I think you're really hot. You think I'm really hot? Should we shoot a thing? Yeah, Being hot together?
1: It's really funny, actually, because so many sex workers are actually really introverted, like, especially cam girls and so sometimes we're like socially awkward when we meet each other but you
0: socially awkward no never
1: <laughs> but i don't know i think it's nice for us all to get together at events like during avn and
0: y'all had a, stuff like y'all had a that. brunch today y'all had a, what it was a cereal yeah. brunch or uh,
1: yeah Woodrocket studios had a <laughs> had a post avn brunch and they had like 300 boxes of cereal and a kiddie pool with milk it was insane <laughs> Wait what? The kiddie pool wasn't filled with milk. It was filled with ice and like jugs of milk.
0: Oh, juice. but it was
1: completely full of okay. all the milk jugs.
0: Because <laughs> if it was like full of actual milk, I was like, oh, so there's gonna be some content we're gonna be seeing. That would soon. be
1: cool. I saw a girl do a performance once where she was in a kiddie pool and poured milk on her. It was pretty hot. <laughs> what's
0: the, what, but what's the general vibe of like like when a bunch look? A lot of people think they want to go hang out with porn stars.
1: I'm really boring, honestly. <laughs> I laugh about it all the time when I'm doing completely mundane things and my fans are out there thinking I'm just, like, having the most sex
0: 24 hours a day. But what's, like, what's being at an event like that? Like, what's the general vibe? What do people talk about? What-
1: uh, maybe they just talk about, like, their future plans for shooting or, I don't know, their regular lives. And, uh, I don't know, just introduce yourself. Like, I think it's funny, too, when people see, like, more mainstream stars or people they think are, like, more i'm doing air quotes more famous than they are and they're like nervous to talk to them but like i guarantee you that nine times out of ten that person doesn't have a big head and they'll be nice to you if you just go say what's up also I you think just have to shoot your shot
0: <laughs> people who are fans of any one thing i think always think the person they're a fan of is bigger than they are like a uh, uh, one friend of mine who's in the industry but she's not a performer she ha- she makes the argument that there actually are no more porn stars like the era of the porn star is over. There's a lot of porn I'm, performers. I mostly agree. Yeah, like the idea of like, oh, there's a lot of people who do porn and do porn professionally, but like, there aren't like as many. She's like Jessica Drake's, like probably one of the last. Yeah, it's of not. That cause, era. It's
1: because the days are over of the main girl going to set and shooting a scene for like three grand for one day, you know, and just being like household name famous because there's. There's also just so many ways to diversify your content now. And uh, you you have to do like 10 different things to make $100 now <laughs> instead of um, one thing to make $1,000. And, right. you know, of course, like... With everybody having an iPhone where they can film in 4K and just film themselves. it's There's still the industry and there's a separation, but it's like almost anyone can be a porn star, you know? And, if, but, you have an, if you have an iPhone and OnlyFans.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. Get it. Which, like, guys, look people look out for possibly mine. Who knows? What
1: trips me out <laughs> is, like, that would be really awesome.
0: What? <laughs> if a Billy you got Priscilla? an OnlyFans? oh why, why would it be awesome for me to have one you
1: should do it it would be fun tell me
0: why because you sell me on it
1: because it's really <laughs> casual and better than having your own website um and then you have a great excuse to ask cuties to suck your dick and stuff
0: ah if i had an OnlyFans, would you suck my dick again yeah all right noted noted <laughs> um but i bring that up to say like you say like the you know the, the the profiles are lower of everybody like across the board, but the fandom of a person like an individual like Jim still feels high level fandom for someone who has like five thousand followers on Twitter and yeah. like has only been you know maybe has only shot a hundred scenes, um, and like that's pretty wild because like he still thinks she's famous. I have people who think I'm famous, which is silly.
1: Because I'm
0: not. I'm not even fake famous yet. Like, I'm not even there. I'm trying to get fake famous, <laughs> like, where that's at. But, again, like, the the people who take in your stuff and they take in so much of it because of the internet, man, they are just, like, they're all in on someone who is, like, nowhere even close to a name. Yeah. Which is really fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is why, I mean, I don't don't usually, (laughs) this is the fun thing because I do remember like going on like, you know, like getting dinner with you or hanging and it's like the the chit chat, like you do a lot of smiling and giggles.
1: I can't help it. And then it makes me nervous when people like bring it up. So then it just makes me do it more.
0: I'm sorry to make you more nervous. No, it's fine. (laughs) Is there anything in your heart of hearts that you'd want to talk about? Um, I don't know. It's okay. No pressure. Just, <laughs> just checking where you're at. I can ask you more things about your boyfriend if you want. <laughs> and can get see if we can get you to finally blush.
1: We had the most non-Tinder date ever. And then we literally didn't have sex for like the first three dates. That's like really old school.
0: Was that on him or you?
1: Me, I guess both. I guess me. I don't know. I don't know. It was so wholesome. Yeah, that's
0: cute. What is Is there, a, uh, uh, is there some th- sort of thought of like, oh, I want to re- make keep this as wholesome as it is for as long as possible?
1: No, I just like wanted to get to know him and wanted to like, I knew I was super into it immediately. So it's not like I wanted to make sure I was into it. But I don't know. How'd you,
0: how'd you know? Why'd, why'd you know so soon? I
1: don't know. It was is like. a vibe? Yeah. Yeah? I was so nervous. It was so cute.
0: Oh, do you normally get nervous on dates?
1: No, he was just really fucking cute. Like, I can't.
0: <laughs> okay. Who knows
1: I tendered when I was on uh in Australia recently and I got hooked like, up with this couple and we had some kinky fun. Uh-huh. It was really exciting. <laughs> I was like I need a break from this family vacation shit like
0: no, But now is that because you're away from the fella?
1: Well, yeah, because if I was with him, then
0: you'd be fucking it. Yeah. So, so, so in a way, like um, the non-monogamy can come in just almost to fill gaps if like just one of you's not there.
1: Yeah, sure. I don't know.
0: No, don't, yeah, yeah I'd sure. Me, you know that. Yeah, you I'd know agree. better than I do. It's yeah. your relationship. <laughs> well, you you know you had you know a lot of experience with polyamory before that. Mm-hmm. How, what was your entrance into that world?
1: Into polyamory. Yeah. Oh gosh, um, I <laughs> I had a. I don't know how to frame this so it doesn't sound really creepy. Um, Go ahead and sound
0: creepy. I give you permission.
1: When I was 15, I met a guy who was 30 and we started dating and he was polyamorous and I just didn't even know what poly was about or like even fully like what it meant. I just knew that he wasn't into monogamy and i didn't even call it monogamy i just he wasn't assumed... into monogamy
0: like or the law it's I, a... <laughs> <didn't> even...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just like had this assumption i guess that that's just how relationships were like it didn't even occur to me that there were other styles of relationships yeah
0: like both people being of age stuff like that right
1: right you know
0: well, how'd you how'd you meet this uh creepy felon
1: i met him at this goth coffee house that i used to hang out in san diego uh called Lestat's.
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> and and being fifteen, what do you think when a very much clearly too old for you at that time man comes up to you? I and thought hits I on was
1: you? the hottest fucking fifteen year old ever. I was like, oh, I'm super hot. Like, who's this cute goth boy? I'm super into it.
0: I mean, do you think he maybe isn't as old as he is, or is there you just don't care that he's hitting on a underage I, gal?
1: I think I just didn't care. You're
0: just like, I'm hot. I feel hot. I think hot.
1: I was yeah, I think I was just like unsupervised and (laughs) (laughs) oversexed
0: at 15 did you did you generally feel like you were a hot person yeah okay okay so it wasn't like he's tapping into like an insecurity and you're going like someone thinks i'm hot and now i'm yeah
1: i mean i probably was just kind of excited for like any sort of attention like i didn't really date guys my age in high school or like i didn't have a lot of friends at school and so i was like oh i'm i'm super into this independence and attention from from dudes
0: Okay, so he approached you at the coffee shop, and what's that relationship end up looking like?
1: We started dating, and then I got super upset, probably maybe like a month into it. When I realized I had feelings for him, I was like, uh, I really can't do this like poly thing. I don't know. I don't know what's up with it. I just feel like we should. I have up. algebra
0: homework. It's like, this is real complicated.
1: <laughs> he would pick me up from school. That's the creepiest. It was really.
0: Can I call Red? It's so weird uh, to want to shout Red. 15 years later. Uh. Like
1: I don't it was consensual but it's not like I would condone anyone else's 15-year-old behaving this way.
0: So you approach him so your concern's not the age difference or anything like that. It was nope, the non-monogamy. Care. Yep. And so then how
1: Oh, so I tried to break up with him. I was like I feel like you're not going to be committed to me ever. Like I don't know if I can handle that. Like let's break up. <laughs> And I just was like, I remember like, I think it was at Lestats. I went to that coffee house and I was like, met up with him and I was like crying. Um, And then he was basically like, wait, check it out. You can just also be poly. Like you have the freedom to like he, I feel like he just loosely explained non-monogamy to me and was like, give it a try. Like be convinced that you're into it. And I was just like, uh, I don't know, but I really like you. So sure is he like, sending you like materials
0: not? like books and articles and shit? no or? he's
1: the worst poly person ever like <laughs> is it franklin I'm really lucky <laughs> i'm really do you know lucky. about that no
0: oh do you know who that is no so you just laugh because i said a name <laughs> i can say was it johnny appleseed see this is what i mean that like you're like a, just an adorably giggly person
1: i'm just good at making people think i know what's going on even when i don't
0: oh how dare you don't let my jo- don't make my jokes bomb if they're not good don't you dare laugh at unfunny stuff at me <laughs> That's why, okay, so now, so, so you are like, I like this guy, I like this creepy old man, I'm gonna, (laughs) old is 30, but you know what, when you're 15, you're old. Yeah,
1: because, like, I'm 31 (laughs) now, and if, like, say my boyfriend brought over like a girl who was like 15 or 16 i would be like um are you okay like what is happening here this is not no this chick can't come to our party what's going on
0: and then i'd be saying to the chick i'd be like are you okay because uh you're the one who's being brought home by the creepy old guy it was so
1: weird i just thought i was the shit when i was a teenager but like especially if you go look at photos of me when i was that age like I was very clearly underage. Like I have a baby face.
0: Yeah, I mean, even today, you could, you know, you could easily be, you know, in in your, you know, you could be in college. Who knows?
1: It was an interesting community of people who apparently just didn't care.
0: So, would he bring you to local poly events? Um, not local
1: poly stuff, but we were really um, involved in the kink community. So we would go to a lot of BDSM leather kink events, like private, yeah, like private sex parties and stuff.
0: By private, do you mean, like, there was, like, a cover at the door or, like, someone had 20 friends at their house type of thing? Uh, Both. Okay. So no one's ever checking your ID? No. No one's asking? No. Did they know how old you were?
1: Yes. I feel like they did. I, I feel like it was, like, I was the one underage person allowed at the party where, like, they knew and people kind of, like, kept an eye on me but still allowed me there.
0: Would people would people other than your ex-boyfriend, you know, play, you know, play yeah. with you in kink? Yeah. So is it possible that you got like some is it possible some people like committed like a felony and didn't know it?
1: Yes. I agree that there probably there probably was.
0: But to you, you're like this is positive attention.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I'm the shit. I'm the cool kid. Yeah. And how how long does this relationship last?
1: We were on and off for 7 years.
0: Wow. Cause even I when honestly, it's over at when you're you're twenty two when it's over, about, right? Yeah, about. So, so if I'm he still, was thirty seven, you were twenty two, I'd still be like, This is shady.
1: Yeah. I mean I've seen him and talked to him like since then. We don't talk now, but I probably only solidly cut him out of my life in the last two years.
0: Right I've, before I've you met him. Mr. Lovely.
1: Oh yeah. Maybe it was like co- a few that, months.
0: that sounds a like coincidence. I'm just saying it's like
1: Yeah, he got like really crazy. Um The last time I saw him and I just had to make like a solid decision to not talk to him ever again.
0: If you're comfortable sharing, what kind of crazy? We were at
1: a swingers club and he was there with his girlfriend who doesn't like me even though they're open. And uh, we were upstairs and I want to not call it sexual assault, but he was just like pressuring me to have sex with him and like trying to get me into a private room with him. And he was being so intense when we were in a, like just like in an open room upstairs, uh, like a communal space that someone I didn't know came over and was like, Hey, are you okay? Do I need to step in here? And I was like, Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. Like I know this dude, it's no big deal. Like we're fine.
0: Did, did you think that in your head at the time? Or are you saying like, I'm just, I'm going to say I'm fine because I don't want to. No, it
1: was fine. I, I could have just left but it was just still an intense moment and then he like – he like shoved us into a like a private room and shut the door and he was like, at least if you don't, you know, want to be with me, like make out with me. Like I don't know. He was definitely on one that night and he was like trying to get me to make out and I was like, okay, fine. And then like uh, I just like made out with him so I could leave and then I finally – Like, got around him because he was standing between me and the door. And then I finally just, like, got out and left. Um, And he's really – oh, you brought up gaslighting? Like, he's really emotionally abusive. So he messaged me, I think, later that night or the next day. And he says stuff like, I'm the only one who's ever loved you. And I'm the only one who's, like, ever been there for you over the years and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he was trash-talking, like, one of my current partners at the time. And I – finally was just like, okay, I can't, I can't talk to this dude anymore. And I just blocked his number and I haven't talked to him or seen him since then.
0: How did it feel to block the number?
1: It was a hard choice because I always feel like that was an important person in my life, like regardless of their negative behaviors, you know? So it was like kind of intense.
0: Important to you or do you like in the sense of, I love, I, you know, I still have sh- hold these feelings for this person? Or is it just significant in that you, you've spent a lot... Because you said you were on and off for seven years. Yeah. But this was two years ago. So there's still... Basically, for from the age of 15 to two years ago, You he was sexually and or romantically in your life. Um, Sounds No, like. I
1: feel like the last probably like... Several... I feel like the last like five or six years that I like knew him. But wasn't dating him that we were just friends and we hadn't like had sex or anything.
0: Okay. But I just
1: have so many, like I have so many like positive, uh, memories and like nostalgia surrounding that relationship Mm. too.
0: Other than the, the whole, you know, felony thing. Yeah. you You know,
1: God, I do think about that sometimes. I'm like, man, I, he really, like, wasn't afraid of getting in trouble, which is kind of crazy.
0: That's but that's the and crazy thing. And we would thing. do
1: risky stuff, like fucking his car and stuff in public all the time. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. This dude just thought he – nothing would ever happen to him.
0: And there's something there, too, because, like – and and what it, 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 well, I was thinking when you were telling that story about, you know, at the swing club – in his mind, he is still above, superior, and in control of you, yeah, like he was when you were fifteen. He's
1: crazy. He's really in love with me. I'm kind of like his one that got away, where he. Or I it, think he did you get like, away or did
0: you just age out?
1: <laughs> seriously, he does date really young girls still, like not underage girls, but he definitely has just like, um, uh, I can't think of the term for it, like just like stunted emotional development. Um, thus he
0: has to go with these young girls yeah. who also and don't realize that, that. He, they don't realize he's immature
1: yeah so i would tell him that even when i was younger i'd be like if i were your age i wouldn't date you like that's how why would you react date. to that i don't know and he's don't like know. what am
0: i gonna do i'm gonna dump her and go for 14 year olds i don't know it's like how young do they have to be to be dumb enough to date me
1: but basically
0: that it, it, it's it's wild to me and I, like I said, like that that swinger club scene is, is really telling of where he thinks he is. Yeah, and then these poly, the whole poly part compounds it because now he's it's like it almost tricks people because you sound so sex positive and intelligent and well read and ethical because you know all the things to say. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I even think about if and when I am. I always I'm always trying to be on guard to make sure I'm not doing that. And. Because I can, t- I know that that's an, an appealing thing to hear. Here's this beautiful, magical other way of life, and let me show you the world, like it's the little fucking mermaid. <laughs> and here's a bunch of buzzwords and keywords that let you know that, hey, I, girl, I've read three articles, and <laughs> you know, and I'm gonna treat you right while I also split my time with all these people over here. I don't know the whole. The poly pockets are are fun to tease, but there's this like poly pocket guy specifically. I'm sure there's other genders that do this too but again we all know who is crushing it when it comes to being shitty about this stuff um it's just wild to me it's really it's really dark and insidious i think and it's like almost like a different level of grooming in a way yeah like let me find someone insecure or like just younger and maybe or and more mature than me or just as immature as me and and let me impress them with all these vocab words so i can take advantage i don't know (laughs) <laughs> it's really sad. Yeah. Does he have partners now?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think he does just have a girlfriend, but I don't know.
0: You ever feel like tempted to text her or hit her up on Facebook and be like, hey, girl, here's a warning. No,
1: she hates me. It's that same girl who was at the swingers club that night.
0: Does she ever? Why? Because she's just like, she hates you're not because- my mom. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> she's 16. She probably. hates
1: me because he's still in love with me. And literally, he offered to leave her like when he heard i might be moving back to once he was like i'll leave my girlfriend right now and we can get an apartment together this is dead serious this
0: is straight out of the franklin beau stuff
1: he was dead serious he i'm like he he feels like he molded me in his own image and made me his perfect partner and then i dipped out and he's still in love with me and would i'm pretty certain literally today i could be like hey leave your girlfriend like I'm in, and he would.
0: 100%. That, I mean, but that's the sick thing. That is, He's like, I have groomed my perfect partner yeah. who doesn't know better. Yeah,
1: that's how he feels.
0: Oh, my God. 100%. And, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad you're out of that. I'm glad you did block the number. I'm glad you did. Oh, uh, my
1: God. Yeah, me too. That dude's nuts.
0: Oh, did, and is that your only true experience with polyamory?
1: No, no. I've had so many like wonderful, amazing ethical honest like experiences after that with people who taught me like uh better communication and better like you know poly habits than that which is I feel like lucky like I'm glad I didn't pick up his bullshit because like he's just like the worst (sighs) he just gets off on like not supposed to be doing it stuff where he'll put himself in a situation where he's totally allowed to do whatever he wants and he'll still find a way to make it shady and lie to his partner about something just because i think that's what does it for him honestly
0: it sounds like like you'd be better off
1: our only rules could be like if you fuck another girl in our bed please wash the sheets and And wear condoms like not do yeah and he would not do it like you can literally basically do whatever you want
0: like just
1: let me know and he'll still find a way to be weird
0: what was your first like what you would co- consider a successful polyamorous relationship like and i guess how did it differ
1: um i don't know if there's like any one particular person where i'm like oh that was the person who i had a good poly situation with um but just like having it, it differed by just like having accountability and uh being open and doing a lot of processing and agreeing to relationships you know, agreements and terms, and actually just being accountable, and
0: that you never had show, to do having with
1: compersion with our, my our other partners. You yeah,
0: know? I mean, it sounds like you had to relearn ethical non monogamy.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: You don't be reprogrammed.
1: Basically, I mean, I don't.
0: I know, I know. You. It sounds like you. You seem so hesitant to like fully trash him because it sounds like yes, there were good times, and that's I didn't, okay. I didn't
1: get caught up in his shadiness, but yeah, he was super shady.
0: Right. It's like I, you know, I don't want to tell you like you have to hate the guy, but it's like I hate him because I don't care how, how, how many sweet nice dates there were if there was a. Oh really no, he's cute a gift. total
1: lying piece of crap. Okay, okay. There's no,
0: I, I want to hear you say he's it. He's
1: a total like pedophile, manipulator, like emotional manipulator, piece of crap.
0: There we go. It's, it's true. That's what I wanted to hear. It's true. Good for you. <laughs> Get that out.
1: I wonder if anyone who knows him will ever hear this. It'll be really funny because they'll know who I'm talking about. I fucking hope people the People who know me know, will know who I'm talking about. I hope about.
0: the girlfriend's listening. It's like, yo, get out.
1: I know. God.
0: they uh, is, there, is there a part of you like as, as a, uh, you know, do you feel almost obligated when you've dated someone shitty or abusive to, do you feel like you I see there with someone tempted. else? And
1: you- I f- I have felt tempted to. Contact other people's like partners after me, uh. But I've never actually done it, and I just don't think it's my business.
0: Okay. So, but it, there's no sense of guilt, like it, it, you have. They, I guess, she'll have to learn her own way.
1: No, especially because they've been together forever. Like in this specific instance. Okay. And so, like, she knows. I'm sure she knows he's bullshit.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. Well, I I do want to ask. You know, is there you mentioned like, this was a low shooting year for you, 2019, yeah, or 2019 honestly. was.
1: Yeah, it was. It was weird.
0: Is there a reason why? I have a guess.
1: There is a reason why, and it's really horrible. Um, <sighs> I don't know if I want to tell the whole
0: story. Like, it won't make sense if I don't. How about... Are you comfortable telling it – this won't be out like next week. So are you comfortable telling it and then maybe like a couple weeks ahead of this, I can hit you up and say, hey, how do you feel about this?
1: I'll just say it without naming names because it's not like a secret. Oh, I know. But I was just trying to like decide how to frame it.
0: You can also change the names. I don't know. I won't won't know. (laughs) Fine.
1: Um, A performer that I was friends with contracted HIV offset being irresponsible. Um, with the testing systems that we have, there has never been an onset transmission of HIV. Mm. Um, and so luckily, uh, other people I know was sa- were safe. It wasn't like an outbreak. But it just really freaked me out because I was close to that person. And they say that we didn't have sex within the window of their exposure but i feel like it was like literally a week before and that just really scared me and freaked me out and i honestly have just had the most anxiety since then even though i only shoot with people who are tested at talent testing in the past system where it's verifiable results Mm. um and have tested within the last two weeks, Gotcha. which is like the industry standard. Everyone's, yeah, everyone hopefully or you know is acting is behaving in that way as well.
0: And I just want to clarify: you say like there's been you know since the stuff started that there hasn't been a on on there's never thing. been an onset that, transmission. That does yeah. It doesn't mean that but no one's doesn't... tested. No one's tested positive. It means they have never been able to link. It to other, it's never like oh, the, you know, person X has got it, and then here the their first exposure pool of like people they shot with, and then uh, here's another person who's positive. It's always,
1: it's always been
0: a contained
1: offset incident where a performer was offset like who knows hooking up at a bar or whatever they were doing um and then they tested positive before they infected any other performers
0: well before this happened like i mean is that something that you had you've done where you've kind of barebacked people offset that weren't other performers no or?
1: absolutely not okay. i'm so paranoid about it and i hate that um non performers just go around and act like it's fine to um give like bare oral sex and not get tested and it really feels well the me orals
0: out. a little or is a little different statistically
1: can i talk to you about throat gonorrhea
0: i get well here's the thing i do advocate for <clears throat> um well one i found out only after i started this practice that oral like oral chlamydia oral gonorrhea like can pass through maybe it's just chlamydia don't quote me everybody not a doctor but a doctor told me something like that anyways um when i go get tested i request throat Cultures for oral chlamydia, oral gonorrhea, because yeah. it's not standard and no one thinks about it.
1: I agree that that's a huge gap in our industry testing that no one really that's wants everywhere. to talk about. That's everywhere.
0: No one, I've never thought about getting a throw culture until I, know. I went down. I did a random Axe Muff dive with someone. I went down on her. Um, I think she blew me, but my penis never interacted with her vagina. So there's no reason to think that basically she got, she ended up with. Like, chlamydia or gonorrhea in her pussy. I don't know the medical way to say this. Uh, sure. Generally, sure. Why not? Whatever. And so the she had only fucked a, one other guy, but I also only went down on her. So either I gave it to her orally or got, she got it from that guy. It turned out it came from the other guy who was after me, but I had to go in and tell the doctor that. And they said, well, I guess we're going to do a throat culture. I was like, so why don't we always do that? Why is this I not ag- the standard?
1: I agree. It's really it should be the standard you shouldn't have to pay extra for it like it should be included and when we're talking about a full panel test
0: yeah um absolutely so so i i recognize that but also say with especially with hiv which is the big scary demon out there still um or at least for you know to some people uh you know oral it's just so so low i agree like we haven't proven it's happened low (laughs) (laughs) i agree but um, OK, so so you got a little scared. as Yeah,
1: honestly, I just like had a whole issue where I just felt like I couldn't perform and I was just like super nervous. And um, it was scary. I like I knew that I wasn't exposed and it was fine. And I'd had several like negative tests since I found out. But it just still freaked me out that I was that close to a potential exposure like that.
0: For sure for sure and
1: it was with another performer who had been te- like had showed me their test uh when we had sex even though it was offset
0: mm-hmm. and do you feel a little more confident getting back in the shooting this year in 2020 or are you I'm, still push- nervous? I'm
1: pushing myself I'm pushing myself and just telling myself that like testing is reliable and even though it's not an exact science you know even though, uh things can still happen with tested individuals that I'm doing the best I can to protect myself and so are the other people I work with.
0: Mm-hmm. And you also, I guess, rely upon that what is a good stat of there have no have not been any onset. Yeah, it's like exactly. when I, when, I, when I flew uh, over the Atlantic Ocean for the first time in like a very long time, uh like a few years back I went to Amsterdam and I don't think I'd actually flown internationally you know in like five year probably longer five eight years or something so i was really nervous for some reason i looked at the stats i was like how many crashes have happened like uh, over the water oh yeah zero sit well zero since like decades and decades and decades right so i was like oh that made me more comfortable to get on that plane yeah because like what i think my plane's gonna be the first how special do i really think I? Am? i just
1: remind myself to think logically and think about science and medicine and know that I get tested regularly and that I don't sleep with anyone without a condom who isn't also
0: in that on a current testing, test. yeah.
1: yeah,
0: Huh? Well, uh, like you said, I'm going to go push myself. Like you're going to look in the mirror and, and, and Scarlett's going to tell Alexis like, you got it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs> go
0: make that money. Suck that dick.
1: It's just irrational. Like, honestly, my fear is irrational. And so, you know, I'm I'm ready to be over it.
0: <laughs> well, Alexis, thanks for chatting with me again. Yeah, um, it's nice to see you. you I too. you know, I feel like I get to see you about once or twice a year. We I get are to pretty see your much, cute much face when you and... come
1: to Vegas.
0: Yeah, you are you are my Vegas uh first text. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh well Alexis, where can people find you?
1: Oh, uh you can find me on Twitter at Alexis Allure. It's Alexis with three X's, and you can find me on Instagram it's at the hottest loser because Instagram banned any forms of my stage name. Uh, definitely check out my OnlyFans, slash Alexis Allure.
0: Also with three X's.
1: That is also with three X's.
0: Uh, well, Alexis, it was fun. Thanks again for chatting. Thanks again for fucking me. Yeah. Um, and uh, why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Bye. Go sign up for her Snapchat, her OnlyFans. Uh, follow her on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, you should be already following me on the social things. I'm on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. I'm on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. If you love sex-positive memes and Manhor Podcast-related announcements, uh, go click like on the Manhor Podcast Facebook fan page. I would love to know what you thought about this week's episode. If you don't want to shout it out publicly, uh, shoot me an email. Uh, with your comments or your criticisms uh, you can also ask me for advice questions or send me your nudes you can shoot down over to manwhorepod at gmail.com mark your calendars everybody man Con 2020 is coming at you august 28th to the 30th well it's not really coming at you you're going to come to it because it's it's in new york city so i can't really send it to you unless you live in new york then yeah it is kind of coming at you uh, so save the date, start looking up flights, start reserving paid time off because we're going to be having a party in New York City. All right. Uh, next week. Oh, my gosh. We have such a killer episode, everybody. Next week, we have the fascinating tale, the life, basically the fascinating adult life story uh, of Brian, who is one of the co-hosts of the uh, award-winning swinger podcast, Front Porch Swingers. I had no idea how wild his story was. You really don't want to skip next week's episode. And for all my Patreon members at the $5 and up levels, oh God, you have probably the filthiest, um, <laughs> the, the raunchiest bonus episode I've put out in a good long time. Tell you more about it next week, everybody. I got to uh, get myself uh, driving on the Phoenix. I think I've got like another hundred miles to go. So, uh, so long West Coast and your your shitty San Francisco town. I hope you miss me, and I hope you stay slutty.